13th bar, I am Pete Hatchell. And this is... JR. It's going down. Falling. Man. I, I literally didn't think it... Uh, seriously, like, that was just shit. Like, at least the other you ones that you that have... say every time. Yeah, because they are all shit, but this was even more shit than before. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was even... That was lazy. Can you get something a little bit more upbeat? I just didn't finish it, that's all, because the whole thing is, like, it's going down, Stacey girls, it's going down. But, like, I'm not going to say Stacey girls because I'm not in Stacey. Um, yeah, just stick to the first one. That's right. So that's yeah. why I said it's going down. Yeah, let's do the first one. <laughs> I really want you to do Jamie Fancy Barley. What was the problem? <laughs> Why? Because I'm not Jamie. <laughs> JR Fancy. Well, don't give away the finale. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Roger. For <Fuyo>. your. <laughs> Actually, I've done that one. No, 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 no. no. You I, did, I, um, I did uh, You make me feel special. That's it. You make me feel special. I didn't do fancy. You know, <laughs> I do like fancy. Well, who knows? Like, if you stay tuned right to the very uh, uh, final show, you know, you might just have like a whole goddamn song full of lyrics. Can we? Can we do like it a chop up? I can't remember. <laughs> can we do a, a chop up of all of your intros? Like, a, well, that'd I'm, be great. What I'm tempted to do. <laughs> What I'm tempted to do, because uh, if anyone knows the uh, 13th Bar intro, like, of course, well, that's a full song. Yeah. That's been chopped down just to that intro. True that. So, um, who knows? Maybe. There'll be a chop and mash. On the last episode, uh, you might get the full song. With the chop and the mash? Well, yeah, because the full song, the middle, has nothing, because we were going to write lyrics to it. Yeah. So maybe it might just have a bunch of clips from the uh, show. I couldn't be asked doing the lyrics, so that's why. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's the tough thing, see, because I'm looking at it like, once again with the chop, do I want to go through all the effort to put the chop, put it to it? <laughs> no. No. At least today. I'm, I'm going to start off this show with an excellent um, mini topic. Uh, JR what? and I... Um, and our friend Matt, and the daughter child who couldn't be with us here. Tonight. Oh, DC. Yeah, the daughter child. Um, we went out and saw one of the best blues shows to come to Australia by far. Um, Sam Fish, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was great. Awesome. awesome. Absolutely great. One of the best acts I've seen. Like. I love Richie Cotson, but this was... <laughs> I, I did like Richie Cotson. This was better. Sorry, Richie. If you, not that you'll listen to this, like, who gives a fuck about us two? Um, but Richie, yeah, Sam Fish was like a bomb. She was great. Way better. Like, she was way better. She was like on the comparison to like Stacey Girls and like Blackpink. She was like Sam was more, more on the Blackpink side. I have no idea of what you're referencing. I don't care. Um, no, she had a, she had a lot of I? she had a lot of presence on stage as well. Really good musos behind her. Fantastic musicians behind her, um, and they're all playing together and listening to each other. And it was just a phenomenal show without having a big stage show. What I loved was the um, complexity on simple stuff. You yeah, know, I don't the, care about the, that shit. No, no, no. But but I just love the fact where it's like, oh, they just break into like 
120 bars of a groove and, you know, she might solo for about eight of them. But it's actually not that complex. As we said, like, it's pretty much on the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, like, yeah. it's really just like 120 bars on the one. Yeah. But they're able to make it complex, not quarterly, but through the rhythms and how they play against one another. I was like, that's the bit that is missing from so many yeah. Australian blues players. They and just don't get that that concept. I get what you're saying, but I don't want to over-intellectualise it. The, the, the fact I is, will. it was a... Yeah, of course you will. Uh, the <laughs> operative word being overly intellectualised. Um, every blues artist in Australia should look at Sam Fish and have a look at how to put on a show. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, on the recordings, we know they don't do it. Like, like no. remember when they did uh, Loud, you know? Loud, like, the yeah. bit where... The, the whole rap. album faster, yeah. The, the bit where they, 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 you know, where Tech would do the rap, yeah. She just broke in with the solo, you know. It's just like they cut the whole bit out, and because normally it's the rap and then her solo, they just do an extra long solo at the end. I'm like, absolutely, yeah, that's how it should be. Absolutely, you know, the intro was slightly different because it started with just the keys. She didn't on the recording she plays. So, I, yeah, mate, I was once again, I was, I was very impressed. I was like, great. You know, that's how you put on a live show. I agree with that's you. That's exactly how you put on a live show. You know, things are a little different. Like, you know, one song went into the next. There wasn't a lot of downtime. Just no. flew, you know. She even did a couple of songs just on the guitar on her own. Oh, yeah. That's that's uh, that's a thing that a lot of uh, those artists, and John Mayer does it, does it a fair bit. Eric Clapton does it now a lot. Um, a lot of those guys do break out and have, like, in the middle, almost like an intermission where yeah. they actually have you know, just two or three songs on an acoustic and then they bring the band back. And it's actually a nice change because well, I, you I, get to, you get to like and, just And done properly. Huh? Like, done properly. Like there was a couple oh. sections where it was just her, just like, once chunking again, away. chunking away for yeah. about 30 to 40 odd bars. I'm like, yeah. cool, that's it. Set the tone for the rhythm up. Yeah. You know, no singing, just chunk, chunk. I was like, yeah, that, that's how it's done. Please, please. The room full of blues artists that were there. Please take notes. Take notes. Take notes. Um, also, uh, so really lots of love to Sam Fish and her band were incredible. Um, <laughs> but we got to mention Georgia. Georgia, her support act was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia For did a great single job. guitarist. Great um, job. Not doing a lot of looping either. Very, very little looping. I'm glad because st- like, like, she started with the looping and then I think she realised pretty quickly abandon that shit. Oh, no, I think that was you know? part of the act. I think, oh, there was only, okay. I think there was only two loop track, two right. loop songs in the whole act. Right, right, um, right. Uh, I think if she was on her own, all on her own, I think Georgia would have done a lot more looping. But okay. Very good. And thank Georgia you, Georgia, was... for sharing um, uh, our Chicago Dome photo of Sam on your Instagram panel stuff. So. Oh, really? Did yeah, she share yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> Tagged us in it too. Seriously, um, Georgia <laughs> is fantastic. We'll you feature see her. Our Instagram, like, I think just from that one photo, I think we've got like 30 to 40 odd extra followers and likes now. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so we'll be featuring we're gonna Georgia. We're going to have to... Uh, We'll be featuring Georgia, no doubt. Yeah, no yeah. Doubt. yeah, yeah. Georgia was fantastic. Um, just played a telly uh, into a couple of pedals into a Fender Blues 
amplifier of some description. I can't couldn't tell you Actually, what it was. It just looked like a little Fender Blues. Yeah, it's Fender pretty Blues, bog standard one maybe now. a Junior or a Deluxe. Um, and it good. was just a, it was just fantastic. She was she was wonderful, wonderful. And I've, I'd like to please apologise. I'd like to I will apologise if I get the pronoun wrong. Sorry, Georgia. I'd, uh, I'd love to have uh, hearing a band. Oh, absolutely. Georgia's really great. great. And Georgia's got that amazing voice. Plays guitar yeah. like a mother and an amazing voice. Yeah. Amazing oh, voice. That's good. Uh, another shout out. We did a gig at the Workers Club with two awesome bands. <laughs> we yep. had a lot of fun. Um, I wore a hat for a song. I wore a hat. For the rest of the gig. For the rest of the gig. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we're going to do that. There's so many times you whack yourself with a trombone and you go, I should take this hat off. Nah. 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 Um, but uh, uh, we played a gig with the wonderful, the awesomely talented Laurel and the Painkillers. Fantastic band. Um, and Laurel is a, a really, really good guitar player. And? The most awesome and the most lively. Uh, we love you, Leela and Jeff. We adore you guys. Um, Stone Train. Stone Train is one of the rockiest, funkiest blues bands in Melbourne. you got to check those bastards out. Well, you can they check them out, out on the 12th of March in 12th Sunbury. 12th of March in Sunbury. <laughs> we're, playing, we're playing a gig with the Sons of Blues, which... Great, great trio of guys. Uh, Stone Train is up next, and then we're headlining with Chicago Dime. Yeah. It's going to be a good night. Yeah. Or afternoon. Arvo. 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 So, but we had a great time at the Workers' Club. That was fun. It was great. That was, was good. fun. We had, good. we had a bit of a hoot. We had a Always bit of a hoot fun. nanny. Hoot nanny. Well, wasn't was a hoot nanny. Oh, I liked it. Now, there wasn't enough knee slapping for it to be hootenanny. <laughs> Got to get some uh-huh. knee slapping for it. But a in summary, there's bound to be plenty of knee slapping when you head out to Stitch. Hootenannies. You know, I don't think there's many. Knee, there's a lot of knee slapping happening in Fitzroy, but I think there's a lot of knee slapping, slapping in general, happening in Sunbury. <laughs> Belly slapping. <laughs> Why would I have? <laughs> yep. If you can't reach your knees, sure. <laughs> JR didn't get the reference for belly slapping, but we'll let that pass. I did. I just don't <laughs> want to bring it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> so what else is going on in the world? Oh, just, you know, drinking from a Stanley Cup. It's not the fucking Stanley fucking no, Cup. No. Well, I've got something new, because, of course, since our last podcast... Am I going to cut sick on this? Don't I? I'm going to cut sick on this, aren't I? No. Well, I mean, I... <sighs> Unless you go one of these. <laughs> JR has... Do that, do that. Kansas City Chiefs, like, world champions. We won the Super Bowl, people. Ref was Patrick rigged. Mahomes Ref has, was rigged. Patrick Mahomes walked around with one of these, and I'm allowed to wear this now because I'm a world champion. JR I'm has a world got champion. A, a really bad, cheap replica of the WWE This is not a bad belt. replica. This is a children's Mattel version of it. All right. <laughs> 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 a children's Mattel replica of the WWE Universal Champion. Tyler, universal Champion. Oh, is, is that the Universal, universal yeah, Champion? It's the red one. one. It's a red and black. It's a Universal Man. Oh my God! You know, I mean, like Roman Reigns retained, um, and he's probably gonna. Well, he'll lose it probably at WrestleMania. But yeah, hey, 
He uh, needs to lose that championship. I'm a world champion. Thank long. you to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, is, Patrick is, Mahomes won the thing. I'm a world champion, brother. No, the referee referee gave them the, the, the Super Bowl. No, no, Referee no. gave them the Super Bowl. No, no. Referee gave them the Super Bowl. Even the guy. You're a bitch. Even the guy from uh, the Eagles was like, yeah, I was holding him, but I was kind of hoping they were going to let it go. They didn't. It's uh, a hold, it's a hold. Most of America say that uh, referee... Fucked it. So well, no, they don't. Only the only the Philadelphia, uh, the the NFC teams do. Care. Because the AFC have won again. Care again. Care. So you know it's 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 getting tough here with my Stanley Cup and my World Championship on my shoulder, it's mate. It's not the fucking Stanley Cup. It says Stanley on it. What are you talking about? That I've told WWE this belt is more the WWE belt than that cup is the Stanley Cup. Okay, for starters. Okay. Go. It's, it's not a belt. A belt is used to hold your pants up. This is a title. Okay, get it right. It's a belt. It, it's not a belt. Is used to Cole hold. Stone Cold calls it a belt. You he, want to argue with Stone Cold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He calls, he calls it, it, it a belt. He calls no. it a belt. No, he doesn't call it a belt. He does call it a belt. No. I've watched many a podcast. Calls it a belt. He calls it a strap. Calls it a belt. You don't go back. It's, it's a belt is there to keep, keep your pants up. This is a title. Calls it a belt. All right. This is a title. I'm uh, I'm gonna argue this. I'm going to argue this, and I'm going to go back home, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to slap you with it. You can do it all you want, man. It's a title, okay? And that's the bottom line. Okay? I don't care what Stone Cold says. What? I don't care what What? I don't care what he says. What? I don't care what he says. See, only the oh. WWE fans I grew up. I grew this. up on The Rock, so I was just like, you know. That was the, I don't care what you say. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you <laughs> So yeah, well, I'm, I'm a world champion now because Chiefs won. Two time, two time world champion, three time world champion. On 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 a, on, on another topic. <laughs> okay, you got you got to pick. It rests on the shoulder really well, man. You got to pick the Rock or Stone Cold. Rock, Stone Cold. Oh, yeah, but you were married. No, no, Stone Cold. <laughs> Stone Cold is the biggest badass on the planet. Yeah, but the Rock is the people's champion. Ah, oh, no. Huh? Huh? I think, yeah, but, but once again, like there's 10 years between us. Stone Cold. Yeah, but Stone Cold and the Rock were in the same era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when, uh, but I was like, in high school. <laughs> that means that you're stupider. So it's Stone Cold. No, 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 no. So like, hey, you're older. So for you, you liked... You know, what, what, are you telling me I like some backwater hick bitch? No, you, you like a lot more. Uh, you liked anti-authority. Yes. Um, whereas because I was at uh, high school, like you know, we hadn't learnt to be anti-authority yet. So for me, it's the Rock because the Rock was just like he was my guy. Uh, now, well, actually, to be honest, it was Take. I like you. Take. You. I was. Undertake. That was my next question. Undertake Where does the Taker sit? Well, he's number one for me. <laughs> Undertaker's number one for me. <laughs> You know, which you know. which persona did you like? Did you like the Dead Man Walking or the uh, American Badass? Uh, dead Man, so the Ministry. Ministry, you liked the Ministry. Well, I was once I was in high school, like that was the thing. Oh wow! You know, because he wasn't on thing for ages, and then he just came out when he had his like minions and like yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. And I didn't like the way it ended. Um, yeah, that was stupid. That was stupid. <laughs> but uh, no, 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 Ministry because one, that was high school, man. Like that was. Like, it was a mystery every single time. Like, you know, we didn't know who the main thing was. When I saw it, was, well, we found out it was Vince. It was bloody murder. Um, but the whole thing, because by then he was, um, he'd just gotten over the feud. 
like, you know, because Kane had already been introduced at that point. Yeah, so the yeah. Brothers of Destruction going out. Yeah, yeah. I was a, I was a take ministry one, like, you know. Where we'd literally, the... he, he would come out and do the show and not wrestle. Yeah. But he would be on every show for 30 minutes. But yeah. not wrestle for, like, weeks and weeks So, and weeks. but after the ministry, he became the American Badass, didn't he? Yeah, it was okay. But I liked the American I'm, Badass. I'm, I'm supernatural take all the way. Okay, cool. So, all right. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll give you that but one. But once again, we're talking my thirteen to eighteen year old years. Taker was quite great. formative, quite formative. You know, Taker was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love. And considering Taker. before that, I was a Hulk Hogan fan, of course, because I was a child. Yeah, I I can't stand Hulk Hogan now. There's just too been too many shoots on the Hogan. Too many <laughs> shoots. I'm just, I'm just one of those ones, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, but like the rock and like, cause I hated triple H, triple H for years. I just didn't understand. I was like, well, yeah, that's cause hopeless. that's cause you're just not attuned to good wrestling. Well, it wasn't until I saw him in DX that I kind of got up, but I was young. I loved, oh no, I loved his wrestling. I just didn't get the character when it was, when it was like always like him and rock and Austin. I'm just like. Dude, like, like you, you tr- clearly, and Triple H would win him all the time. I'm like, he's clearly the poor of the three. Oh no! But then yeah, the, DX, but the DX thing, I was like, if you if you ever get a chance, if you haven't watched it, watch the Degeneration WWF G, Degeneration X words that you can't say on yes. TV. Yeah, I love YouTube that one. Video. I love that one. Uncensored. <laughs> but I think that's the thing too. See, because by the time, like you know, like Triple H, you come on like. Uh, uh, like The Rock, that was his second persona, so yeah. I, I'd known his first one. Yeah. Um, Steve Austin, uh, yeah, that, like Stone Cold, that was his first one I'd ever seen, but it was so great anyway. Well, no, you know, it w- wasn't until I saw the second. It wasn't until DX when I realized, ah, oh, Triple H got range. Like you know, like I always loved Heartbreak Kid because he had range. Yeah. And I take because it was just awesome. You know, I like any of the guys that that, that, that kind of have range, you know. I'm, I'm, no, but um, that's, that's why I love him <clears throat> now. WCW, he was in he was some golden boy Ringmaster. heel. Ringmaster. That's Ringmaster. Right. And he was and, and not a heel, he was a baby face, that's right. Yeah, yeah failed. And, and then he came and then he got his 316 because some other opponent said like John 316 so, you will pay or something. Well he was supposed to he was not supposed to be in the King of the Ring tournament. Yeah, but he ended up winning the King of the Ring. He went into the King of the Ring and uh, in his new persona and he and he came out with the Austin 316 in the, after the first match that he won and it went down so well that they went who would have keep it ended up making him win the tournament. Yeah. But he absolutely. was not supposed to win. But no, uh, we've. Well, how did we get the hell onto wrestling? Because I'm a world champion, brother. Oh, that's right. That oh, brother, brother I'm a world atrocious. champion, brother. <laughs> oh, far out, man. That's just awful. I'm just going to see um, how many more bits and pieces I can put on me for Ellie's <laughs> podcast as we head to the final podcast. <laughs> what am I going to do next time? I'm gonna I'm gonna pay need, out on you for that WWE belt. I need an MLB belt. One. I need belt, an MLB one. Belt. I need some baseball. Um, so. So I'm actually super excited. We're going to get sporty just for only a few minutes. Oh, really? Super excited. Are these about the changes that were made recently in baseball? I don't care. Okay. Um, Formula One starting oh. this year again. Oh, yes. Like, Drama is going to happen. I agree. Drama is going to be everywhere. Everywhere. Like I've read all about, you know, it's like a, the um, you know, Oscar, you know, hit the wall. No, he didn't. No, no. Uh, you're talking about punch the wall or hit the wall? Punch the wall. Sorry, punch the no, wall. No, that wasn't an Oscar. That was uh, that was, that was Lando. Uh, yeah, Lando. yeah, that's right. That was Lando. Yeah, that was Norris. That's right. That's right. Because that's the right. car's so good. 
<laughs> and then who was the other one? It was some other one that was like, the car's not good enough. Um, I didn't didn't hear that one. Oh, it was one of the second rate teams again. Like it's not like one of the main ones. It was one of the. Oh, I, I know um, who you're talking about. It's um, Alpine. Yes, Alpine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you know. It's still not good with the aerodynamics. I'm just like, no, no. I think that was Pierre Gasly. Like we give a shit. I think like, that was Gasly. Or, no, it was Gasly. It was even Gasly. if you were given the world championship car from last year, you still wouldn't fucking win. Well, no, there's there's going to be a there's going to be a bit of a kerfuffle for sure, and I think there's going to be drama between Russell and Hamilton. That's my first pick. Well, there was all that talk over the offseason, like Hamilton's retiring. Hamilton's retiring. He's not retiring. Like, he's not retiring. Well, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't put money either way on that. And you've read all the Schumacher stuff, right? Uh, the Schumacher's coming in to to yeah. replace one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, mm, uh, yeah, maybe next year. Toto Wolf, I am. I, Shoemaker is just here just to keep me company. <laughs> and I agree with you. Like, remember we were talking about the whole uh, Ricardo thing and we are like, ah, you know, I agree. I think he might actually, uh, mid-year replacement, absolutely. I think it's in the cards now. Okay, so for the last 20 years... Because during testing... Hang on. For the last 20 good. years, who has replaced most drivers mid-season? Well, Red Bull. Red Bull. It's been the only team in the last 20 years that's replaced drivers mid-season. Well, because as soon as things start to stink, they go, well, we're going to be a good six months, and then we have a... And then, funnily enough, the next year afterwards, they have a championship. Oh! <laughs> because their start-of-year testing, clearly they fucking stink at it. Oh, mate. Mate, oh. it's going to be... It's Every time, be... like, oh... Then Verstappen smashes it on the oh. course. It's like, why do you even bother having testing? You don't test enough. No, they're not allowed to test enough because now the... But the car's never ready. They always fuck it up. No, they because they've got a cap now. They've got a cap now. So the the higher teams have less time to test than the lower teams. Oh. So they... What's wrong with the lower teams? They still stink. Well, it's it's supposed to create parity. Rubber banding like a Mario Kart. I get it. <laughs> and just for the record, I don't care what Jamie says or JR says. I don't care what he says. If anybody in a Formula One actually listens to this, Formula One is that seriously what it's called? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I just made it up. I freely admit I made that bullshit up. All right. Um, if anybody in Formula One is listening to this, uh, Write to the FIA and tell them to oh, suck please. ass. Like that'll happen. Tell them to suck ass and let Andretti in for the normal two hundred and fifty million entry fee. No. <laughs> right? Andretti's gonna oh, go in man. at the normal two fifty. This this title's gonna be heavy on my shoulder. Getting a bit heavy on your yeah, shoulder. Yeah, oh my god, it's my it, it, it weighs oh. all of a hundred grams. Oh. Um Mate, that's a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> So we've we've bought people <laughs> enough, but let Andretti into Formula One. That's oh, the please. that's that's it. That's it. Now that we're on to America, being with Andretti and Cadillac, um, uh, uh, this is a reoccurring segment. This is a very honourable segment. This segment has been a part of the podcast for 
over 18 months now. This segment is one of the most important yes. segments in the podcast history well, especially now. of the world. Especially now. Especially now. Um, I just want to say... R.I.P. champ. No, is it major? It's major, mate. R.I.P. major. No, it's champ. No, there you go. I thought so. You fucked me up. Again, one of the most honourable and most important Hashtag segments. Hashtag champ is awesome. Rest in peace, champ. One of the most important segments in podcast history. R.I.P. champ. Yep. You are the first dog of first dogs. That's right. You know. All hail major. Let- you can pee on any fucking carpet in that Oval Office you That's damn right. want. That's right. I mean, Polinsky might not think much of you. We don't okay. care. It's okay. It's okay. All hail, Major. Yeah. And? Hashtag Willow is boss. Willow is Willow damn is boss. boss. Willow is damn boss. Uh, Absolutely. All those UFOs? Willow. You want to know who made the decision to finally shoot down that balloon? Willow. Willow. Willow, Willow, Willow did it. Biden went to freaking champ for uh, to, to Major first, and Major was like, "Geez, I don't know." Because no, no, Major's no. still living in champ shadow. Oh, totes. You know, so Major hasn't stepped up to make the decisions yet. Nah. Willow's like, "Fuck this it. bitch, done." Boom. You know, you know, Biden, don't worry, man. I already called in the airstrike. Done. Willow pushed the button. Willow picked up the phone and said, "Make it happen." Make uh, it no, happen. make it so. Make it so. Make it so. Ma- make it so. Make it so. <laughs> Engage. That's right. <laughs> Make it so. Right. Right. Biden picked up the phone and said, okay, I've had a chat with Major. I think it's time to take the balloon. It's been floating across Montana and everything. It's, it's had its way. Nah. Time to take it down. It's like, take it down. Plane's already in the air, sir. You know, and Biden's down. like, damn, this military's fast. Doesn't realise Willow's already put in the call. Exactly. Yeah. So, again, um, the most important, the most honourable, the most venerable, the most... Outstanding segment in podcast history. I will tell you right now, if I ever get to America and I meet the first pets, mm. I think I very well want to shit my pants when I meet Willow. Dead set. <laughs> R.I.P. Champ. Champ is awesome. We miss you, Champ. Miss you, Champ. Miss you, Champ. Bless you, Champ. Miss you, Champ. Uh, all hail, Major. Major, you can piss on any carpet you damn fucking want. You should do it more often. Absolutely. You've become a bit of a pussy, Willow, lately. And you know, Willow? You're letting Willow take over. Willow is boss. Oh, yeah. Love you, Willow. Love you, Willow. Yeah. Get your T-shirts now. Get, get them now. <laughs> merch, uh, merch link around this podcast. Left, right, diagonal. Whatever you want. Uh, whatever you want. It's all good. We're all bad T-shirts are sold. Best segment, most important <laughs> segment in all of podcast history. <laughs> by far. So, <clears throat> um, what are we... What are we... What, 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 what are we talking about today as far as the topic? We're talking about the fact that, yes, people, you just realised Pete is actually a chicken. What? 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 Sometimes it comes out. What? He lays eggs too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> smelly eggs. Smelly eggs. <laughs> This one's brown. <laughs> just ask the just ask the DC. <laughs> there it goes, right there. Hello. Right. Uh, the topic is well, I thought we'd do a retro record again since we were doing the wind down. We've only done a record. We've only done one a piece, so it's time to bring out 
Small retro records, you know. Um, <laughs> I've been waiting for this I've thing quick, for such a but, long time. Well, the worst thing is, if you look at the schedule right now, uh, the next one of these is the second last show. So, you know, you've got a lot to live up to. All right, let's go. Because I'm trying to space them out, but now cram them in. No, cool. So we're doing a Pete's, Pete's Choice of a retro record. One, one, of the, one of the most... What's your retro record? One of the most unsung records in all of history, and a, a record that's actually pretty popular in 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 a in a pretty big group of people. Boomer well, rock, yeah, yeah. Pretty. I, for- bo- I forgot to mention. Go. Well, I'm thinking because we're on the wind down. Maybe we should feature two songs. Go. So before you start the topic, do you want to feature the first song? Uh. You haven't heard it. Well, you haven't heard it recently, but I think you've heard it. What, what song would that be? Eight days a week. Oh, my God. We are actually going to feature this song. Yeah, let's I do that. I can't believe we forgot to... Let's not... feature two songs now moving okay. forward. Why not? I've just looked at the calendar so and gone... last Valentine's... I don't want to be left out. Last Valentine's Day, um, uh, Chicago Dime... Speaking of chickens. Uh, speaking <laughs> of chickens. Um, speaking of donuts, nothing. Um, that could have been taken a number of different ways. Okay, moving what are you on. Talking about? <laughs> last uh, last Valentine's Day, Chicago Dime, the the band that Jr. and I um, formed and have been maintaining and plugging away at for the last six or seven years. Yeah, yeah, we started before the podcast, and it's still surviving. Still surviving. <laughs> um, How did we do that? We released a. I reckon a, a pretty damn good song. I reckon a pretty damn good song. Yeah, it's a good song. Eight days a week. Um, I remember uh, actually playing this progression to Jamie um, on a Bansdale trip before the before the COVID break or after the COVID break. Um, before the COVID break, because that's when we because this was originally supposed to be in the last album. Yeah, and that's when we started the COVID writing a break. lot of stuff. So I played this progression, and this song has been hanging around for a long time. <laughs> long time. Long time. It was uh, our very, very, very good friend who we love dearly, Courtney, um, was supposed oh, yeah. to sing this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when we did. Um, Merry Christmas Baby, that's when we started to write it. Yeah, and we, we wanted Courtney to do it, and uh, she's moved on, and she's got a family now with her husband, Anthony, and her child, and um, we we love her to death, and she's awesome, um, but she was supposed to sing this song, but yeah. then she didn't, and then I had to sing this song, and yeah, sorry, um, I hope you like it. This is Eight Days a Week by Chicago Dime. Let it rip. Won't 
This is JR. It's going down, Barling. Okay, eight days a week was much better, so much better than your intro. I I just realized if I had to do it as a Chicago Dimes, (laughs) it'd be it's going down. Going down. It's going down. Anyway, that was eight days a week. I hope you enjoyed it, people. It was a it was a fun song to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get ready because we're going to be featuring two songs. I think every month as we wind down to the very end. Of which case, the last one will probably feature like four songs because we can't be bone talking about uh, a topic we haven't thought of yet. Exactly. I couldn't be asked. <laughs> you guys are. Yeah, I, but, I'm just too lazy now. But we have thought of this topic. We have thought of this topic. Retro record. Retro record. This is Pete's Choice of Retro Record, where we review a retro record. Um, and so far, I would say we're pretty much done. Because what was your first? The first one was the um, Cream, right? 
creamed Israeli gears. Israeli gears, yeah. you know, which is like, what, 70s? Uh, no, 68-ish. 60s. 60s. Uh, that's right, that's right. And then we did um, uh, whipped cream. Whipped cream. Keeping that cream thing going by uh, Herb Alpert, which was also late 60s. That was awful. Um, and now we're into the next one. Are we going to keep the cream theme running? No. Oh, okay, right. We've, we've moved on to the supernatural theme. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie's teasing. Jamie's teasing. Um, we're moving oh, on to the supernatural thing. Snort, we've okay, moved okay. over to the year 1972. Wow, we've gone so far into the future from our last <laughs> retro records, which were like 65 and 68 or something like um, that. Appreciate, yeah. As I wow. said before, this is an unsung band. It's a, it's a, being a second tier band to all the top bands like the Deep Purples, the Led Zeppelins, the Black Sabbath, which is why I'd never heard of it. The before. Blue Oyster Colts, all which the rest of I'd those never heard guys. Of it this band is the, the the this album is by a band called Uriah Heap, um, fantastic band. I have to ask. I'm going to yeah. Where did the band name come from? Uriah Heap is actually a biblical reference. I I didn't Hebrew, know that Hebrew reference. I have no like idea. Biblical All I Hebrew? know it's a biblical reference. I have no idea. Right. Okay. And I only found that out like five or six years ago. Oh. Well, yeah. Well. Go ahead. Go have a look at it. Well, while you're talking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it. So the album is called Demons and Wizards, and it's got one of my favourite tracks on. From 1972? 72. Um, it's, one of my, it's got one of my favourite tracks of all time. Um, and it's, 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 it's just one of, those, one of those... Albums that has the sound of exactly the area that it's in. That's where I'm going to leave it for the time being. Jamie's looking to see what the origins of the name is. I am, I am, I am. Apparently, and I don't think, uh, I don't think he's going to find it in Wikipedia because Wikipedia... Apparently the there. original band was Spice, but then they changed the name of True it. that. Because they changed a bunch of stuff. True uh, that. And it's actually got... Uh, a few of these songs is also co-written by a guy called Lee Kerslake, who, which was one of Ozzy, Osbourne's, Ozzy Osbourne's, uh, uh previous Here we drummers. Go. The name was changed to that of the well-known character from David Copperfield. <gasps> David Copperfield. Uriah Heap. There you go. Sorry, my bad. David Copperfield. Got so, there you go. Yeah. The moniker was chosen in December 1969. They continued to play gigs of Spice until February 1970. And they officially took on Uriah Heap. There it is. Yeah. So a lot of these artists and a lot of these bands came out of the same kind of um, same kind of ethos, same kind of uh, arts or performance schools in universities. Um, and if I had to say this, this album to me sounds like a wannabe Led Zeppelin. So I can see where like that would come in. Like as I said, like for me, um, uh, yeah, I want to be Led Zeppelin, but it was. It sounded bigger, but I think that's because they're a bigger band for stuff. Oh yeah, that keyboard, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But I can see definitely like that prog rock thing. Well, I keep saying prog, and, and funnily enough, when I look at here, it actually says uh, they've been referred to as pioneers of hard rock, heavy metal, and progressive rock genres. This is this is before prog rock actually became prog rock. But that's what I mean. They're pioneers yeah. of yeah. it, and, and it definitely has, like for me, more or less prog rock type vibes. 
Yeah. So if you listen to a lot of these 1970, early 70s records from various different bands, they'll have, number one, a similar kind of sound, a studio sound. Yeah. They'll also have a lot of a lot of interplay with a Led lot of Zeppelin different with a bunch of keys. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I can see where it is. Hang on. There's a lot of interplay with a lot of chordal structures and a lot of uh, melodies and a lot of different things that you wouldn't necessarily normally think of in a straight-ahead rock band. Yeah? Uh, well, especially for 72. 70, like I said, like, you know, like definitely, yeah, the Zeppelin, that, that, that uh, deep purple type vibe, but that came later. That came... Look, right? the I can deep see purple... why they're considered, like, you know, pioneers of those genres. Oh, absolutely. By before those genres are really especially defined. Especially this album. You know, it's more like, oh, they're a rock band. Well, but they're doing some different, you know? Yeah. And like I said to you, Pete, like, for me, uh, when I first heard it, I went, I can. It sounded like a 1970s version of Muse, which is very that prog rock theatrical. Yep. You know, mainly I think because they have uh, keys and much more of the sounds and stuff like that than straight ahead rock bands back then. Oh no, absolutely. And there was there was a bunch of bands around at this time. I can't remember all of them. You know, there was a, a rhythm and blues band called Elf, which was Ronnie James Dio's band. Uh, before he went to um, Rainbow, and that had some elements of this, but the, a lot of the bands in the nineteen early nineteen seventies were playing with this stuff. And the way that I like to actually reference it, is... And I will say too, like the, the the look of the band from back then too. Yeah, like definitely more of that flower power rock. They just like a San Francisco <laughs> oh, rock band. Totally, totally. But uh, I can't remember where they're from. Have a look where they're from. I That's thought they were from great. England. Well, they are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are. They've got to be, right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty... They're English. But, like... They are. London. Early London, Scorpions. England. Early Scorpions like this band. Um, you know, a lot of these 70s bands... And the way that I like to describe these, these bands and some of these songs is they all wanted to write Stairway to Heaven, but they just mm. couldn't get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Having said that, the, the first track of the album, The Wizard... Is one of my favorite tr- favorite songs in the world. Oh, really? okay. So, so the original album, yeah, because uh, it was the Wizard, yeah. Then Traveler in Time, love Traveler in Time. Uh, then e- Easy Living. <clears throat> it's a it's a, we could do that song to the point almost. Uh, Poets Justice. That's like yeah, Poets Justice. Uh, Circle of Hands. I love Circle of Hands, but it's got a bit of a musical theatre vibe to it. A Rainbow Demon. Yeah, it's okay. All My Life. I Love All My Life. Paradise. Yeah, that's okay. And The Spell. Spell starts out really awful. So it, the interesting thing for me was that, uh, so uh, I listened to, listen to it twice, which is strange for me. It is. Uh, you know me, I was not on board. Um, so the first one I listened was essentially the original one on YouTube. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then... I, that's the one I listen to a lot. I listen to it on Spotify with the remastered version. Uh, and uh, that is where it changed. Because I will admit, when I first heard it on YouTube, I went, yeah, very little Zeppelin, 70s. Yeah. Cause it, but it's the original one, and it sounds like it's been mixed and mastered from that time. Then when you hear the 2019 remaster, yeah. that was when I went, I can hear more of Muse on it. You yeah, know, you know, because it because it was remastered to kind of lift me out of that seventies thing, and and it did it honestly sound a lot more nineties uh, and nineties well, in its mixing. 
Yeah, which is I, weird for a 2019 remaster to sound like a a late nineties. Um, but yeah, it was. I said I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it actually. Um, some of the songs more than others. I will admit. Oh yeah, absolutely. I like Easy Living. Easy Living is a good intermission. So you ready for this? Go. So my favourite song. Oh, what is your favourite song? Easy Living. Really? I was like, I like that. Followed by the spell. Yeah, I'm not a. F- uh, the spell is good after it comes after the first verse. But, uh, but I will say, like, imagining, like, we've spoken so many times about these retro records, and especially the cream one. Remember, we were like, yeah. the first half, great. The back half, eh. No, you know? you're wrong about that. I'll still say you're wrong. Well, about whatever. That. Uh, <laughs> this one, though, I felt very similar. I felt like the first four songs were really good. Really good, yeah, you know. But then, as soon I'm as we get to like circle of hands, like the back five, I'm like, uh, when we get to spell. I was like, cool, we're kind of back. But literally, like circle of hands, Rainbow Demon, All My Life, Paradise. I was like, I can have nothing more of those, please. No, but circle of hands, All My Life. Those first four songs, I was on I, board with, mate. Circle of hands and All My Life. I really like those songs. <clears throat> and there's a there's. One thing that Jamie doesn't, or JR doesn't really agree with me on this one, but I will, I will say it nonetheless. <laughs> uh, I do think the best track on the song, uh, the best track on the record is The Wizard, which is the first, first track. I love that track. Yeah. Um, but it also has that uh, Jesus Christ Superstar vibe to it. It's also got that musical vibe to it because there's a lot of coming back to melodies and coming back to themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but in that rock fashion, in that yeah, but that, 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 that uber rock yeah. fashion. Yeah, yeah. It's not as in-depth as uh, God, no. Jesus Christ. No, I, no, no, no. Uh, I'm not saying it's... I didn't get... I'm saying it's got that. There's definitely a theme running through it, for sure. It's a concept album, no doubt. Um, but I wouldn't say... It sounds like a Jesus Christ of the 70s, but I think it's just because how it's masked. When you hear the remastered one, it does sound different. Well, that's what I wanted to say. I purposely haven't listened to and I don't listen to a lot of remasters. The only remaster I want to ever listen to is Born Again by Black Sabbath because the master the original master on that was just so atrocious. But for me that's what makes it like yet again something that I would listen to again. I never thought I'd say this for anything. Um because I hear the original and then I hear the remastered and I still have the same types of feelings. I'm like, you know it's a good thing. Like if it's mastered what, 1972 to 2019, that's a big goddamn gap. Yeah. Um, and yet I think the songs still carry kind of the same weight and they're still just as enjoyable in the remaster. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, it's a good song. You know? a good Sometimes song. you hear a remaster and you song. go, yeah, it's lacking this and it's lacking that. Absolutely. Then just go listen to your original. They're probably not the best songs, you know, sign of the times. But, I like uh, but this one, different. I, I could listen to the 2019 one just as much as I could the 72 one. No, I, I actually like the sound of the 72 one. Like, uh, you know, sticks. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not, I see. You know, like, for me, I like the, the 2019 one. I think it, um, in amongst, like, if it was released in 2019. It would have bombed. Oh, I, I don't think, well, I don't know, because it sounds so different to a lot of other stuff being released around that time. You know, for my, for me, like, like don't know, I like the seventy two one kind of too. But there is a part of it where I listen to it and go, 
like I said, it does sound like a lot of other stuff that came not long after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a very 70s, whereas like, you listen to the 2019 remaster and you're like, oh, it sounds different and fresh and like a throwback and it's kind of enjoyable. Yeah, look, I, I dig what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> look, if you haven't heard this album and if you like... <laughs> it's interesting. <clears throat> if you like Led Zeppelin and if you like Queen, dare I say... Bowie. Bowie. Um, I, 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 <clears throat> I think any of that kind of... Really, like uh, I, I say, early rock, you know, early but, rock, but like that yeah. 1970 to 75, maybe 76. Yeah, like, exactly. you know, when it gets a little bit too Ramonesy and Black Sabbath, no, yeah. If you like that Led Zeppelin, if you like that, you know, uh, that deep purpley vibe, but you yeah. want something a little bit more, a little bit more, even the kind of Pink Floydy vibe, the Pink early Floydy Pink Floydy vibe, vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, and right. I think you're right about the Bowie. I said Bowie. Kind of... Yeah, yeah. He, the, the the main singer the in the Wizard sounds very Bowie as well. The spell where he just does mm. all those different mm. uh, vocals at the end. The spell at the end. I I can't actually tell when. So at the end of spell, like, is it two different singers as well? Uh, there are there are a couple of times. Ah, because I'm hearing them. Right? Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. I think the guitarist sang a couple. Ah, uh, yeah, because one of the songs I went. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. different. But at the end of Spell, the vocalist does the chorus completely differently four times. And I can't tell. There's one time where he cuts out his vocal, like, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. And I can't tell, and maybe you can tell because you heard the remastered, I can't tell if he did it or if the mixer did it. I think I, he did that's, it. That's, that's hard to answer because if he did it, um, even if he did it, like the job of the like, you know mixer master is just to you know to kind of make what's there sound great. So um, if he did it and you're mastering it, you'd you'd kind of like lay into it and be like, "Yep, that's a part of it. Let's go." Um, and if he didn't do it. And it was done after the fact. A good master can make it seem like he did. It, it was not done after the fact. It was intentional. <laughs> so, so that's hard to to know. I'd have to probably listen to it a few more times and really get in the weeds to compare it. Yeah, um, but that was actually really good. But I will say, like you know, we're talking about Bowie. Even more so, I think if you're into British rock, oh, go boom. You know, the British, We say like Deep Purple and stuff like that. But I think a lot of the American rock of the seventies is not what this is. No. Nothing. It's very British. Yes. Um, which I think is great. And if you're into it, yeah. Play and it. it's got one of the coolest I was album surprised. covers in the world. I was surprised by it. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm actually Hate the album title. you're surprised. Hate the album title. Think it's dumb. <laughs> one of the best covers, though. One of the best covers in sure, the world. Sure, cover. But I'm just like, okay. 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 No. Demons and Wizards on not the uh, the biggest fan of the, um, the uh, but it was also the time because Black Sabbath came out in 1969 and then they did Paranoid oh and, absolutely and absolutely, you know then yeah. everybody was doing all that uh, supernatural stuff at the time you know well hey I, I, I think just the wizard would have been great I don't know why it was Demons and Wizards but whatever but I get it like you know going because for the dark edge shit song, isn't it? The, uh, yeah, Rainbow Demon Demon's it's not it's not very demon Rainbow, Rainbow Demon Rainbow Demon yeah um, either way um, that was good. I, I, I love this. I, 
you, uh, Traveller in Time is my other favourite song on this one. Traveller, Traveller in Time. It was great. I love that song. I'm also quite interested by the fact uh, that um, how, how different, like when you compare... Uh, well, we say like these great records, right? So like, yeah. the two that we've done so far, yeah, um, a lot of like uh, the, the, the two albums we've done so far, both of them had more than one hit single. They had like about four or five, yeah. right? So the makeup of listening to the album from start to finish was a little different. Nowadays, as we know, like you know, you put your number one song. Yes. Uh, you, you put your your your, your, uh, your lead single essentially is number one, mm-hmm. and your second lead single is normally like two or three at the most kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And as soon as you get after song three, a lot of those songs, you know, just don't kind of hit with the audience. I quite enjoy the fact that when I looked at it, I went, "I'm with you." In that, those first three songs would have essentially been the three singles, mm-hmm. and I find it kind of fascinating that. Um. Yeah, it, it, that structure that we talk about today, like, like yeah. well, you know, when you put out your stuff today, you know, you always put like your lead, like normally the name of your album is the first one, and they almost did. Like the they first one's called did. The Wizard. Yep. Um. You know, it's kind of interesting to me that really those patterns that we fall into today were even around in 1972. Yeah, but you know, hasn't really changed, has it? That was anomalous because back in that time. Your lead track for some, I don't know why. The well, yeah, it was normally three or four. No, it was two. It was always two. Yeah, well, your yeah. lead track was two. Oh, yeah, well, it was two or three, but either way, it was not number one. No, no, you had an intro and then you had your lead track. Yes. Oh, I will give you give in to this. Your two singles were either number two or three. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was it. yeah, yeah. The first track on your album was not a single release. No, no. And it normally had kind of nothing to do with your freaking album title. Either. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was sort of like a, almost a throwaway, but it almost What's an in, intro. What did you say? It was an intro. Yeah. And then you had two or three. So, you know, uh, so many, so many songs. Yeah. But, but I find uh, it interesting that this one definitely falls more into a very uh, modern oh. uh, song, uh, order of songs in that I would say it probably gets uh, least popular uh, from the start, and then the final one is just a nice ender. But I think if you listen to it again, I think you'll find that it's actually it is actually a concept album before the concept of a concept. Well, album. that's the thing. Like I listen to it the same. I, I get it. Yeah, you know, so demons and wizards. The first one's wizard. It kind of has some spell, like spell. It's very concepty in wizards of demons. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah. it. Without it, it being a concept line. album, though, and it follows, follows the storyline. It's, it's, well. it's almost like it's trying to be a concept album yeah. while not trying to be a concept exactly. album. Exactly. And I don't know if I don't know if concept albums were around back then. So mm. I think this might have been a precursor to that as well. Because I do get, like, you know, like you have a title like Demons and Wizards, right? Yeah. Um. So how the, how does a song by the title Easy Living fit into that concept? You know. Poets Justice. Well, so, but, so, but then other songs kind of do some don't. It's can I actually it's peculiar? Can I actually have? Can, uh, I'm, but I get it. It's 1972. It's I'm, early on. Okay, I do not like over intellectualizing intellectualizing stuff. I really don't. Um, upon listen, so I listen to this album every six months or so, right? On. See, but I, I listen to it in the background. I will agree to you that I, I don't like over uh, uh, intellectualizing stuff either. But if I listen to it that many times, I do. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I listened to it in the car the other day um, before, so for the purpose of doing this podcast. And <clears throat> I don't know if the lead singer was, and I think, but I do think he was. The lead, the, I believe the lead singer was gay. And I got a very Dorian okay. gay, uh, Dorian gay, Dorian Gray vibe out of this this record. Uh, I, I could see how you would do that, but I, but I, uh, and yeah, then okay. and then and if you to, ask the question again, to me though, that's easy, very Britishness. Yeah, that's but how British. does easy living coming into it? That is the, the happiness. Super, so, but, that is well, the joy. Blah blah blah. But I think that's what we're saying. Like you know, it's like as a concept album. I agree, it kind of is concept, but the concept is, I would say, like supernatural. Yeah, more or anything. It's kind of it's a lot more of a open kind of vague concept album, whereas some of the concept albums, well, the concept albums that came later in the 70s, and, mm. well, well, yeah, from 74 onwards, um, the concept wasn't as vague as that. The concept was literally like beer in a cup. Exactly. No, but this was more veiled. Whereas these guys would have been like drinking a cup. Yeah. This was far more veiled, <laughs> so, and I. It's a little look, more open for interpretation, is, maybe. This is just a this is just a, a side thought, but I thought I've always thought the Wizard was a very um, gay centric song or LGBTQ I plus song centric song. Uh, I I always thought there was yeah. a yeah. I always thought that the, the Wizard was an, an, okay. an allegory to um to to homosexuality. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really thought that was the case for a long time. And then I listened to the album and go, am I just carrying that concept through or that thought through? I'm not too sure. Yeah. Oh, hang on. I'm just going to tell you what else this can tell us here. So, uh... Go ahead. Uh, Jamie's, Jamie's currently searching the, uh, the tome of Wikipedia. <laughs> the tome. That is hilarious. The tome oh, of Wikipedia. So Gary Than, he was a New Zealander. So it wasn't all British guys. Yeah, but they all New went Zealand. to England. Yeah, I went to England, but it's yeah. just interesting. Uh, it's a classic. Yeah, it's okay. suggested. Uh, okay, so the cover art suggested medieval fantasy. Yep. Oh, so that's interesting. So while the album title and Roger Dean's cover art both suggested medieval fantasy, Hensley's notes, so that's the guy who looks like he wrote most of the songs. Yep. Um, uh, Hensley's notes declared the album to be just a collection of our songs that we had a good time recording. Okay. Hensley recalled, the band was really focused at that time. We all wanted the same thing. We are all willing to make the same sacrifices to achieve it, and we were all very committed. It was the first album to feature the lineup, and there was a magic in that combination of people that created so much energy and enthusiasm. Uh, so that's interesting, because I wonder... Um, once again, like, does it tell you where it was recorded? Like, no, what area in England was it I'm recorded? Just to, uh, uh, Lansdowne in London. In London, okay, okay. But, so they're in the they're in the they're in the thick of it all. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But I wonder. Um, and it reached a disappointing number seventy five in Australia. Apparently, it didn't do very well over here. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> it is Australia, bro. What do you want? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. So I wonder if. Oh, here we go. So originally, uh, uh, A-side was the first five songs, yeah. so uh, up to Circles of Hands. Circles of Hands, yeah. Cool. 
And then the back end was the final four. Cool. Okay. So and it says in oh, it says so it's interesting. I wonder if uh, I kind of agree. Maybe they did just lay down the whole bunch of songs, and then they looked at it and went, "This is kind of you know." Like I wonder if it wasn't Demons and Wizards. I wonder if they just wrote a whole bunch of songs, yeah. recorded them all, and then the concept came later. It could have you know? done. Could have they done. looked at it all and kind of went like, "Well, the concept. We'll go for Demons and Wizards." Because there's no song called Demons and Wizards, and then the cover art was done in that medieval style. So was that an afterthought? Okay, no. So or is that I think, just what saying I think Demons and Wizards is probably a brainchild of uh, the A&R guy because you've got, what, Rainbow Demon and the Wizard, so he wanted to do Demons and Wizards. Well, and there's things like Spell, but here's you the know, other. and uh, Traveller in Time. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Bands... Of that era, enjoyed being aloof. <sighs> so at the time of writing, and 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 uh, especially bands of the seventies, which is a little sad, they 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 continue this aloofness about them. But and, as we say that, I think it's just like as you said, it's you know they go and record them all and then go, you know, this sounds like a good idea. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, they've, they've mapped that out forever and a day. It's like a Top Gear sketch. Well, you know? yeah. It's so right. contrived. So, uh, <laughs> so interestingly, so the two singles they released from this album. Yep. The first one was The Wizard. I know. Uh, in March 1972. And then Easy Living, July 72. That was it. That was it. That was it. Uh, so apparently Rolling Stones printed an infam- infamously negative review. Oh. Yeah, go on, Rolling Stones. Good on you. Well, Rolling, Rolling Stones hated Black Sabbath to begin with as well. I know, of their debut album, but then they ran a positive assessment of Demons and Wizards. So look at yourself, their debut album they hated. Okay. But then a year later, uh, Demons and Wizards. And fun, that's a hit. Their third one is called The Magician's Birthday. So they clearly cottoned on to what was popular for Oh, them. absolutely. Um, uh, so what did the, say, uh, the uh, Rolling Stone guys say? These guys are good. The first side of Demons and Wizards simply odds on, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, enough of that. Um, Interesting. People, go check it out. Uriah Heap, Demons and Wizards. Do check out the rest of their discography. <laughs> it is actually really quite good. And most of them are written by Hensley. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, like you said, I shocked. When you first said what it was, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is going to be a nightmare. Because <laughs> um, you were like, oh, you're going to hate my one. You're going to hate, hate my, my one. one. You're going to hate my one. I like it, bro. What's your prop? Good. Good. Um, moving on. We've got to move on. We're running out of time. Who is our f- second featured artist of this week or month? Our second featured artist is a guy that we're going to do a gig with in a few weeks. Matt Charleston. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the song we're going to feature is called uh, Real Love. Real Love. I actually really do. I actually do like this song. Uh, the sax intro does go on a little bit long for me. Uh, but not as long as I put a spell on you by Chicago Dime, but May. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will, I will say it is a groovy song, great guitars. Hey, when the riff comes in, it's awesome. Awesome. Uh, really good guitars, Matt. I, I can't wait to see you play. Um, Where can they see him play? We're playing at Some Velvet Morning, I believe, on the 26th of March. 18th of March. 18th of March. <laughs> 18th of March we're playing. 18th of March at Some Velvet Morning. It's going to be a great gig. The song is called... A Real Love. Real Love. 
dressed in satin black, living dirty, not clean. I've known her since you were prom queen at 18. This is the 13th bar. You thief. Is. You thief. JR, it's going down, Barling, because it's going to go down. 
Why is it going down? Because you stole my title. That's right. I got the WWE title on me right now. It doesn't look good on your shoulder. Look at it. it look, you you get such scrawny shoulders that it's weighing it down. It's way better on me than right? it is on you. I am you're, the. You're mate. lopsided because of it. What are you doing? I'm not lopsided. I'm just looking cool. That's. Mate, no. I'm just looking like a damn fool. Especially with your mansplaining right now. You are done. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're wearing um, it the right way, though. You're not wearing it upside down. Exactly. Uh, by the way, that was Matt Charleston with... Real Love. Awesome song. Great song. How good is that song? Awesome. Uh, uh, that song is better, but this is still good. Uh as you can't me be a world champion. The, WWE belt. the Raiders are not going to win a world champion again for the next 40 years. So you can't wear that belt. Don't shit Title. on the Raiders, man. Don't shit on the Raiders. They just did. Don't shit Look on the Raiders. Look at what you did to your QB. Who's your, who's your new quarterback, bro? I have no idea. No one knows. There you go. <laughs> um, I'm going to put this belt down because it, it's, it's really actually quite annoying. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's well, it's, 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 it's heavy. I mean, it's oh, God. Heavy. It's annoying. <sighs> I, I need two hands. Oh my god! It's, it's like it's like everything. It's like everything else in my pants. It needs two hands. That's not what it's, she said. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, did oh, you hear that? Did you hear go. that? Did here you hear that? Go. Here we go. Did you hear that? Actually, that sounds a bit plastic. I need something more weight to it. <laughs> oh, wait, did you hear that? Here, ready, ready. Oh, did you oh. hear that? <laughs> did you hear that weight? That's how heavy this thing is. Like here, let me tap it. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. It's so heavy. <laughs> if you haven't known by now, people, uh, JR is indeed full of shit. Um, it's okay. It's okay. By the way, uh, just once again, Matt Charleston, uh, Real Love, great song. I, 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 I bet Matt Charleston has one of these. Uh, are you ready? Oh, oh no, God. A bit of a light, light in. That, that was it, just it, a crap it, joke. Oh, oh, so heavy. So, um, <laughs> before we go on to our last topic, uh, we've got to thank our sponsors, our sponsors, GNT One Sound. Thank you, GNT One Sound. Uh, they give us beer. <laughs> yeah. They give us WWE belts. Well, no, that is not an expense on the tax claim. All right. <laughs> I did not put that on the tax expense claim. They give us space on the airwaves, on the interwebs, on the on the binaries. The binaries? The binaries. The ones and zeros. Oh. Yeah, it's the binaries. Yeah, I guess they do that. The binaries. Um, and uh, so thanks to Dream Team on Sounds and all the bands <laughs> they do. Um, we might be featuring uh, an artist from GNT One Sound in the next week or so, in the next episode or so. Well, we're going to find a second album. We're going to find a second song to put on. So there'll we might, one. we might. You know, there'll just because we need a second one because I haven't really thought about it very hard. So. Oh, well, there'll be one. There'll be yeah. one. Right. We'll find something. Yeah, you know, I know who we're doing. Yeah, one okay. of those dodgy GNTs will probably release something crap. You know, there's one good <laughs> artist on that thing. Like anything other than Chicago Dime on that label, crap. Uh, don't got. I mean, get snarky with me. I hang on for a sec. Wait, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? 
There's, a cat, bastards. there's a cat in there. You can't knock on that. You just bastards. scared the crap out of the cat. Shut the hell up, you jay. What's well, that plastic bit of shit? It's Boomer Guitarist it's here, not, Garvey here, It's bags. so heavy. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. He's so got heavy. a plastic WWE right. child toy on his shoulder. Look at that. If I whack Listen, you with Boomer this, guitarist. if I whack you Who with did, this, hey, knock hey, you out cold. Hey, right? Chuckles. Right? You can't hey, see me in this. Hey, Chuckles, <laughs> hey, listen, your garbage bag, listen, your tool tool belt. I want you to tell me well, which artist did you, which 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 album, retro album, did you bloody go ahead and fucking uh, talk about today? You're right, a heap of shit. You're right. You're, which album? Which album? D and W. Demons and Wizards. Fucking one of the best fucking albums. On the planet, you don't know what you're talking about. Seriously, you've got a plastic you? belt. What you've got fuck? a Ponzi ass beer. You've got a stupid you're Stanley Cup. The same beer. You know what? You go get stuffed. You're all a garbage bag. You you just rubbish human beings. You go get yourself hey, a, hey, a hey, soy. Don't. Don't, don't talk soy about your, latte. Don't talk we, about just because your sleeping bag is a literal garbage bag. Don't talk about it that way. Hey, shut up! Don't talk about my bed like that, sunshine. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm out of here. Boomer guitarist, fuck it off. You can bugger off. Get your fucking little light soy milk chai latte with cinnamon fucking powder. Oat, nutmeg. You're a dead man, sunshine. You're you're a fucking dead man, sunshine. That's my exit. Your dead as a roo. <laughs> Your dead as a roo on an outback strip. That's what you are, sunshine. My other exit. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. Go bugger off. See you later. I would like to apologise for to the rest of the audience for Boomer guitarist. He, we, we've got to, we've got to stop him. Got you need to, to go him. see a doctor. Seriously. All right. Huh? All right. All right. You need to go see a doctor. Okay. Why? Because when the second personality comes out like that. And yeah. I believe it more than you. It's a problem, <laughs> <laughs> and it makes more sense than you. It's a problem. All right, All right. Is Pete Hatchell the mask? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I gotta say, he's joke. He's joke. He's joke about you being deader than a room on on an outback strip is one of the best jokes I've, I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, this coming from the country boy. Yeah, see, I just say it's a waste of food. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, chop it up and, like, you know, get some good steak out of that, chuck on the barbie, leftovers, dog's meat. Dog's meat. Dog's meat. You know what? You know, you know what a rooster is? It's fucking room meat with Vegemite. That's all it is. <laughs> That's not bad. Vegemite has some good umami on some red meat, man. I put Vegemite in my mincemeat burgers. Yeah. It's beef. Umami. It's beef. What's the problem? What's the problem? Well, I only put Vegemite because I don't have any Worcestershire shark. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. I can't understand why people don't can't actually pronounce the word Worcestershire. Well, uh, it is hard to say. No, it's not. Worcestershire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's hard when you're a bogan and you're saying Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Shire. Well, it's also because, like in Australia, like when we see that spelt, we say shire. Whatever. So it's Worcestershire. Anyway. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Exactly. That's what they do say. Worcestershire. Meat sauce. Shut up, bastards. It's W sauce. 
can, can he just leave? Well, he can't. He lives in a fucking garbage bag. <laughs> right? And garbage collection isn't until Monday. So I've got to fucking put up with that guy till Monday. And then it'll come back on Tuesday. <laughs> well, that's because that's because the garbage people see him and be like, I'm not putting that in the back of my Exactly. Truck. It'll taint the garbage. <laughs> oh, that's why he's still here, because it was recycling on Monday. On that that salient point, uh, we want to thank you for listening. We want to thank everybody we mentioned in this podcast. Matt Charleston, Laurel and Painkillers, Stone Train. um, Chicago Dime. Chicago Dime. GMT1 Sound. Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, As always, RIP Champ. Major is awesome. Willow is boss. Oh, yeah. This has been the 13th bar. I am Pete Hatchell. This is... JR, it's going down. Falling. He's going to come up with worse later, guys. We're out of here. Catch. Bye.